Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich LeBrun, and I am the founder and CEO of LeBrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. So our guest today is Marco Torres, founder of marketingboost.com. Marco is the, is the expert in the power of using incentives to sell more without discounting. Marco is the founder of marketingboost.com. He has helped thousands of business owners worldwide boost sales and scale their business by as much as fivefold through the use of incentive-based marketing. He teaches entrepreneurs how to source sales in marketing through the use of value-add incentives instead of discounts. His face group is home to more than 27,000 active businesses, business owners who are raking in sales with his advice and amazingly affordable subscription program. He's currently in Mexico City, but I think his hometown is uh, Port Charlotte, Florida, if I remember. Uh, right. And with that, Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I look forward to this. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, you have a wonderful industry, which we're going to dive into also uh, a little bit in detail. But before we do that, um, let's talk to our listeners. Tell us your story. Uh, how, when did you become an entrepreneur? Is this your first adventure into that space? Uh, and let's kind of start there. And then from there, we'll kind of dig into a little bit of some of the ups and downs you experienced. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for asking about that. Well, my background is, um, no, it's not my first rodeo with the business I run today. I have multiple, but I started at a very young age at wanting to essentially be a business owner. And that's because my dad wouldn't give me any handouts. I didn't grow up where there was any kind of an allowance or anything. If you wanted to earn, if you wanted to, in my case, I wanted to swim bike. And my dad says, well, there's two ways you can wait for your birthday or Christmas, maybe, uh, Maybe Santa will bring you the Schwinn, or you can go make some money. And I'm like, well, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And so he suggested I get a paper out, which back then was a real business. I mean, we had to, I had to learn to knock on doors to sell subscriptions. I had to deliver the papers. I had to run a, he taught me how to run a spreadsheet because I had to keep track of who still, who owed me money and had to go back door to door to collect the money and then keep it all, you know, organized as to who still owes me what. And uh, then, of course, paid the newspaper for all the the, 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 the the route that I was delivering. So it was like a whole you know, combination circle. And one of the things I learned from very early on was to uh, uh, network with uh, my friends. I mean, I uh, I recruited a bunch of my buddies to to help me deliver the route in the morning. And I ended up building the biggest route. It was featured on the front page of the newspaper by age 12. By age 23. I had uh, uh, launched uh, restaurants with my older brother and my mom, and we had five restaurants in five years. Uh, speaking of franchises that you do, we, we looked at that option. We were in, in Puerto Rico growing up. I was growing up in Puerto Rico, and uh, uh, my mother is Mexican. My dad's Mexican. She cooked amazing Mexican food, and I'm like, hey, you know, I was, I was sick of college. I, I was not doing well. And, Never did well as a student, really, uh, outside in, in school anyway. And so I said, let's open a restaurant, you know. And my dad laughed and said, you guys don't know anything about restaurants. And so we looked into the franchise world. And in our case, that uh, it was expensive as heck to do at the time. So 
we uh, we my dad suggested we go work for all the franchises back in Texas. We went to live back with my uncle in Texas, and we went to work at restaurants, picking up the night shifts, taking photographs back of everything they did, all the countertop designs, the equipment they used, the inventory. And so the the lesson I learned back then was, you know, if you want to operate a business, one of the ways to do it is to go be a, a student first. You know, go. Go work for somebody, or if you want to buy the franchise, maybe go work for a franchise. Just roll up your sleeves and do the dirty work first and see if this is really a company you want to buy into or what have you. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. That's your great, world of selling great, franchises. Great, but, great idea. Great but anyway, idea. That's, what, that's what we did, and we came back and opened up a restaurant and uh, biggest uh, food mall, the biggest strip mall in, in Puerto Rico, and uh, not strip mall, but food board and a huge mall, rather. And then we opened up in a bunch of other malls. We opened up one in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, and the restaurant business is very demanding. I mean, that is very low, uh, you know, low profit margins and a lot of work. But uh, our goal originally was to end up franchising our own brand and taking it national, bouncing from Puerto Rico back to the U.S. In the end, we ended up selling our restaurants to Taco Bell, or several of them anyway. When they came into, they wanted into the island, and we controlled the uh, the mall locations they wanted. So timing was right. We sold out and got out of it. Um, from there, I went on to get into sales, uh, direct sales, door to door sales. I moved to Florida, and by that time, I had a family, so I was, you know, what pays the most? Sales. So I went into sales, and I taught myself sales. Uh, eventually, got into internet marketing. Make a long story short. Internet marketing, very early adapter in 1996, uh, I realized I could make more money supporting or generating leads for other salespeople rather than uh, gen uh, relying on 100% of my own sales efforts. So I became a marketer and uh, uh, grew that since 1996. I've generated now over a billion dollars in sales for companies that I've worked for or clients of mine or my own companies over the last 26 years or so of internet marketing. And uh, today I own a company, well, we'll get into that later, but that's kind of a nutshell of where I'm at today. I got into the travel space early in the in, uh, uh, the 1990s. So I've been mostly wrapped around the travel industry and online sales and marketing. You know, uh, Mark, I love the story. Uh, and it's funny because here you are in, in an incentive type based uh, business and you were incentivized by your first Schwinn bike. <laughs> so we can date each other because not a lot of people don't even know what Schwinn is anymore. But anyhow, <laughs> that was a big thing to get the Schwinn bike. And your yeah. dad was that you just got to thank your dad if he's still alive. But saying, you know, thanks for putting that incentive out there because here you are, uh, you know, perfected that that effort. And I love the journey. You know, the restaurant business and selling to Taco Bell it ended up being like, almost like a real estate play rather than a restaurant play because they wanted your locations. So but very entrepreneur, very entrepreneur spirit. And uh, and I love that. But now, if you're looking back over your journey, can you think of a couple of things if you're coaching yourself in hindsight that say, you know what, here's some things that I would do differently because maybe some decisions that you made, maybe you wish you would have done differently if someone would have coached you. Anything, anything come to mind? Well, one of the things I would have done differently would have been uh, diversifying investments along the way. Uh, when I was younger, you know, uh, as you make money, you spend money and you uh, make the mistake anyway of, 
yeah, I'm doing well. This is great. You know, you get the big house and the fancy car, and then it turns into seven cars in the driveway and all kinds of uh, toys, boat, motorcycle, uh, the whole ball of wax. And then uh, 2008 comes around and boom. <laughs> we got the Schwinn bike. We got the Schwinn bike. That's all we got left. <laughs> that's all we got left. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had well, I, I I often jokingly say that 2008 to 2009 were some of the best sales years I ever had. I mean, I sold my house, I sold my cars, I sold my <laughs> boat, I sold my furniture, I sold my. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, good. That's a good it, perspective. Yeah, it got really bad. I mean, uh, right, but we're here. We're here. We're here to reinvent myself and completely find a new uh, a new way of generating some income. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, so diversifying your investments. What else? Another anything else you kind of coach yourself do differently? Yeah, it, you know, one of the things I've done well and wrong is I've done. I've almost always had business partners in the different businesses that I've uh, been involved with, and. The good part about that, like even when I mentioned back to the days of the kids helping me deliver paper uh, papers, the the good part of that is what I've always liked about having partners is you're conquering and dividing. You know, you're some uh, doing what you do best over here, and a partner doing what they do best over here. And every time I did it, I was leveraging the the need for lack of capital, lack of uh, in other words, not having the deep pockets to just go and, you know, hire the people that I wanted. So I would uh, try to look for people that I could partner with instead that I could, they could, if there was an upside, we'd all gain. And if there was not, you know, I, I wasn't funding somebody's uh, heavy payroll. But the, of course, that also brings the opportunity, you know, like marrying the wrong spouse, you know, you, um, you, uh, that, that wrong partner can, and and the key to the wrong partnerships is not having well put together. I think the mistake I made that I would never make again was not having a really well written, um, what's the word I'm looking for, operation agreement in the corporations where all of the expectations of the partners are well defined, how to you know get rid of one or the other or not be able to get rid of one or the other. In other words, having everything really well put together by a lawyer, not just Google search and put something together, but really do it right in the first place so that down the road, when things go wrong, and inevitably they will, you need to, uh, in other words, the proper operating agreement will help it that it does not go sour that it does not become, you know, you can re go back to your founding documents to ensure kind of like the Constitution of the, of the United States, you've got that document that spells out what can be, what, how to operate, what can be done, what can't be done. And I've made the mistake of not doing that properly multiple times. Yeah, well, I think that's something that's a very common mistake from all of us who've been in business for ourselves and with partners and uh, it's kind of going to school <laughs> on real life. Um, yeah. so let's kind of jump to the other side. You have been success, successful. You have weathered some tough markets, the 2008 market you referred to. What are one or two key decisions that you did well that you would say, you know, this is really kind of the catalyst to my success? Um, I, in a way, part of it is those same partnerships. So in other words, the tying in people, uh, surrounding people, uh, that are smarter than me in areas that I lack have has been part of this 
successes I've had over the years as well. I do what I do well, but also recognize what I don't do well. And uh, either partnering or hiring the right people to be with you to uh, help you accomplish that. And I think one of the mistakes I see too many other entrepreneurs make is because they're avoiding the you know leveraging of relationships or what have you, they are the control freak type that want to do it all themselves. And that is stifling and holding people holds holds people back as well. I wouldn't have gotten where I'm at if I at the same time if I did not surround myself with people smarter than me, the team people, the teams of people that have hired and uh, and fired in the process of getting to the right staff and people that can help you build a business. You know, I like that, that, that conversation about that because, you know, a lot of people get burned by partnership and then they kind of cross that whole idea off altogether rather than getting smarter and how to go into the next one and getting maybe a better operating agreement or better terms figured out. Because partners can be very helpful. And, and as you said, you know, getting somebody that can complement, you know, be strong where you're weak and vice versa is really a good formula for success. Um, so I appreciate that. Mark, let's take a little break in the middle. Uh, you have this company called uh, marketingboost.com. I want to give you a commercial break opportunity to share with our listeners who your customer is, maybe a little bit about your company or anything you want to promote specifically, this is your time. Uh, let's talk about your company. Great. Thank you. Yeah, Marketing Boost is well, the company that I'm most proud of today and that I, inspires me to get out of bed and keep traveling the world and, 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 and promoting Marketing Boost. What we do is we serve business owners around the globe, thousands of business owners that subscribe to our subscription-based model, and we provide what I call the wow, surprise, and delight factor. We provide travel incentives and restaurant savings vouchers. For example, we provide complimentary hotel stays from three to seven nights in 130 destinations around the world. We provide uh, hotel savings cards that come in increments of one, two, three, and $500 that save. Uh, they work kind of like a gift card, but they don't pay for the entire hotel stay. They will save compared to the Expedia's or Priceline and Hotels.com of the world. And uh, and then we have restaurant savings vouchers that are good at about 250,000 offers throughout the USA and Canada. Restaurants, uh, it's a phone app that people can download and and and, and they use, we, we teach our members how to use these incentives to enhance whatever their call to action is. To uh, instead of discounting, we teach them how to add value to whatever their call to action is with these travel incentives to close more sales for Black Friday offers for Christmas, you know, promotions for trade show giveaways for referral uh, programs, loyalty programs. There's a million different ways to use these incentives uh, to create engagement with your community or build a community or create evangelists for your brand and all that type of stuff. So uh, our community, we have a Facebook group of over 30,000 entrepreneurs, and uh, that's what we do. We have our own podcast show as well. And the idea is to, to provide value to our community and teaching them how to grow their business, inspiring them to keep on going when things get tough. And of course, using our incentives, you know, whether it be full-blown heavy-duty marketing campaigns or even just occasionally rewarding staff or rewarding clients for customer appreciation periods and things along those lines. Well, maybe speak to to us as, as a listening listening body. Uh, you talk about incentives versus discounts. 
talk about a little bit about well, a lot of people just are sometimes discount their service when they don't have to do that. They can come up with a different approach. Can you just kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's tempting as a business owner often to try to differentiate, differentiate, I can't even say the word, to try to stand out from the crowd here and uh, end up discounting to compete with, with your, you know, people in your, in your community or in your circle. And of course, that can turn into a race to the bottom in no time, because as you discount sooner or later, somebody will come up with the same offer at a disc, you know, even lower than you, and then you're racing to the bottom. And the what a lot of people don't realize, you don't do the math. I mean, let's say you have a 10%, uh, 20% net profit at the end of the month. If you give a 10% discount, you actually just gave 50% of your profit away. So you end up having to double sales to end up where you were with only as little as a 10% discount, depending upon your, your net profits. So what I like to suggest strongly to business owners is come up with ways to uh, to add, whether it be using incentives like marketing boost offers, or whether it be creating your own widget bonuses, you know, your own buy one, get one, your own, you know, you so you have a course you wrote last year that uh, now when you buy this year's course, you get last year's course as a bonus, adding that value stack, trying to make offers that look so good that people feel stupid saying no. One of my uh, books I recommend people I recently read that I really enjoyed was Alex Farmosi's 100 Million Offers, and now his new book, 100 Million Leads. And the reason I mentioned that is, I mean, he talks about how to how to structure your offer, your value stack instead of discounting. And he's not even talking about marketing boost incentives, but if you do what he suggests and include incentives, you can really create a value stack that people will jump off the fence and take action and, and do business with you. Very nice, very nice. Uh, well, this is, I think, I love the idea because it's, it's a different mindset. And, and obviously through your company, you've already negotiated all these incentives for your members, right? If I understand that correctly. And so we can, you can subscribe to your service and take advantage of that. And you, I'm assuming you help coach your customers how to, how to implement that in their journey. Thank you. Thank you for that. Very much appreciated. Okay, let's talk about the next segment here. We talk about this kind of going forward. You mentioned that you had already been to the 2008. So did I. You know, most of the world has been to that great recession. Um, but, you, but you're here to talk about it. Here we are now in 2023, the fourth, we're heading into we're in the fourth quarter now. And um, we still have the same issues. High interest rates, labor issues, uh, inflation, political unrest, wars. A lot of things going on, and you're an owner of a company. So how do you see this for yourself and leading your company? Is this a time to where there's great opportunity? Maybe it's even a time to even offer more incentives. Is this time to retreat, hunker down, uh, adapt, pivot? You know, what's going on in your mind? How do you navigate? How you're navigating these crazy times? Well, maybe one of the faults that I uh, often have is. Uh, being kind of an optimist regardless of what's going on and keep pushing forward. Uh, for example, during the uh, COVID-19, uh, I'm in the travel space. So when COVID hit, of course, it was, uh, you know, a big hit. I mean, we lost probably 30, 40% of our member base, our subscribers that were using our travel incentives. Many of them thought, well, travel incentives won't work during COVID uh, yet. 
those that stuck with us were finding that people still had hopes and dreams of traveling beyond COVID. So we extended, for example, our, the time to use our incentives from, from 18 months to 24 months during that time. But no doubt, we took a hit. I mean, there was uh, people who were using the or receiving the incentives back then, for example, nobody was using them. People were, they were holding on to them with the hope of traveling down the road when things got better. But fortunately, for example, 2021 came around and mid mid year, you know, after people were kind of sick and tired of being locked down and and uh, maybe uh, herd immunity and vaccines and all everything combined, people were ready to travel and it turned into uh, the opportunity. Fortunately, we hung in there because it turned into uh, what I called, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I forgot. Uh, revenge travel. That's the word I was looking for. It turned into revenge travel. I mean, we had more usage of these incentives. And so anyway, to make a long story short, I don't know. There's so much going on, as you say. World, you know, it looks like we're about to blow up into a World War Three. <laughs> Who knows what could, all I could do is, is focus on what I can control and focus on what the services and products that we can deliver and pray for the best outcomes because it's certainly a lot of unknowns and a lot of uh but i do you know i do suggest if you're in business today you need to be uh making sure you've got some reserves built up to get through some turbulent times uh that doesn't necessarily mean pulling back and holding back i would say uh push strong hard on marketing and advertising and generating as much clients as revenue as long as you're generating a profit, but pulling back, holding, putting reserves aside, not necessarily making huge investments in new equipment. That's what I would be doing. Not making huge investments in, in equipment and what have you, but instead in uh, uh, having reserves that'll hold you through and whether you, whatever, you know, depending upon what you invest in, but having access to liquidate that quickly so you can get through tough times if need be. Yeah, and I've heard others say what you've affirming what you're saying. Do what you can do best that you can control, and just do it better. You know, because you know you, that's that's all that's the only thing that's within your reach. And uh, and I love the idea of be conservative, uh, be careful about this, the putting reserves aside. If anything we learned from the 2008 is that would have been helpful. And uh, I always say, there's a few people in the world that don't worry about some of the big economic times, like Warren Buffett. <laughs> you know, he doesn't worry about the stock market. He creates his own. Uh, but none of us are that are in that category. Um, lastly, on a personal note, you got to get up on Monday morning. You got to go to work, whether you're in Florida or Mexico City, or you mentioned earlier you're traveling a lot around the world. What do you do to get yourself ready as a personal disciplines? Do I do you use mentors, uh, you coaches? How do you keep yourself focused? Uh, go as a CEO, founder of a company. You know what the my wife is my my uh, strength there. She is a psychologist, therapist. And if it wasn't for her, I'd probably be going bananas sometimes. Uh, so she's like my North Star that kind of helps guide me and keep me uh, on track. And, of course, I'm always uh, learning from others. I'm watching other. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm always been a student of continuing to learn additional, whether it be reading or whatever whether it be listening to podcasts, whether it be uh, having uh, online courses. 
learning new technologies. Of course, the new technologies always frustrate the heck out of me. I'm getting too old for this, but you got to keep you got to keep relevant. You got to keep learning. And so I'm, uh, you know, I like going to to summits and and masterminds and uh, participating in those kind of things because it's the combination of networking and meeting new people that who knows what those relationships turn into to uh, also, you know, learning and, and seeing for yourselves what others are doing that you might emulate from. And uh, I learned from a very early age, uh, for example, emulating other restaurants. Uh, I, I, I've never been one to uh, reinvent the wheel. And, you know, I haven't been lucky enough to invent something that out of the box that's totally new, like Elon Musk or what have you. But I've always been able to, you know, like the there's a whole industry today called funnel hacking, you know, where you you want to go and look at what others do and then and then hack what it is that worked well for them. Can you emulate some of that stuff and make them your own for your business? That's what we I've done for decades. I uh, kind of think it's like, you know, copy and paste your way to success. <laughs> and so don't reinvent the wheel, follow others and follow the steps of others, learn from others. and. Uh, you know, of course, edit the path along the way. Don't just completely copy paste, but you know, edit the edit and make the pivots and adjustments. Make them your own, and uh, it can go a long way. Yeah, and I really believe in the, in the thing. If you help others get to where they want to go, in return, you'll get to where you want to go. Uh, I remember 1976, my first company. I started a painting company, and I never knew, didn't do anything about painting, contract painting for residential. So I hired a guy who's been in the industry for 40 years and he taught me how to paint. And uh, he was grateful to do that. And that's how I learned, kind of like you did in the restaurant business. You just worked at a restaurant. What better way to learn than get the firsthand experience? You know, you mentioned, well, quick there to interrupt you, you mentioned uh, one of Zig Ziglar's favorite quotes there. That was one of the first series of books that totally inspired me as a young man was the learning how to sell was the whole series of books from Zig Ziglar still relevant today. And the main message in his theme of books has always been help enough other people get what they want in life and you'll get what you want. And even in direct sales, it, whatever, if you're all, if your mind is stuck on the commission for yourself, you're not going to be very successful. You need to make sure that whatever it is, your product or service is, is, is a good fit. Does it, can you make, you know, it, does it uh, help your client get what they want? If it does that, you will get what you want in the end. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Marco, thanks for your time. How can people get a hold of you should they want to utilize your service or learn more? Yeah, go check us out at marketingboostsolutions.com. At marketingboostsolutions.com, we provide a, a variety of products and services and softwares to help boost your business along with the travel incentives. Or you can go to our Facebook group, uh, Marketing Boost uh, official Facebook group or marketingboost.com directly, marketingboost.com. You can actually get a uh, free version of Marketing Boost uh, right now for the for a limited time with no credit card required. You can sign up and get a, a limited number of the incentives that we offer and get a, give one to yourself. Check it out, marketingboost.com. Very good. And we'll put all that information in the podcast notes, which uh, this podcast will be aired in all podcast platforms within the next two, three weeks. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I never want to take that for granted. Uh, you know, you're a, you are a CEO, founder. You got your own things to do, but you're willing to be generous enough to share your wisdom with our listeners. For that, I'm uh, very, very grateful. 
Thank you. And I hope you I hope you have a great day. It was a pleasure having you on the show. You as well. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, this will be out. Uh, I said we'll edit this last part and the first part out. Great, uh, great conversation. Thank you for doing that. I am curious. Uh, I am in this is more this is more personal. I am a franchise consultant, so I help executives to buy franchises. Are you you're familiar with those that industry? Do you see? Because uh, I need to get leads. I need to generate good people to come and listen to me and talked about the idea of a business ownership. Is marketing boost uh, something I should look into for helping me generate leads? Absolutely, it could. Um, you know, is again everything is about A/B testing and so forth. But for example, one of the ways we have lots of of our members use these incentives is to, for example, encouraging or rewarding. Uh, folks to join you on a uh, to book an appointment for no obligation Zoom call to see if there's a good fit. So you might offer, for example, a two, three, five hundred dollar hotel savings card uh, as a uh, complimentary gift just for booking a you know no obligation Zoom call. Let's see if the franchising business is a is a, a good fit for you. Uh, we're going to reward you with a $300 hotel savings card, good at a million hotels worldwide if you book the appointment and, of course, show up on time. So, in other words, now all of your reminder messages might be going out saying, uh, show up on time for the appointment and we'll reward you with a three, $500, you know, whatever dollar amount works best after testing. But, you know, we're going to offer you, for example, a franchise is a big ticket item. So you could use a big ticket incentive even even just for the appointment, no obligation appointment, because it's believable. Hey, you're asking me to take up half a million dollar investment or a $200,000 investment or whatever, or you're going to guide me into one of these different franchises that be from, you know, 30 to whatever they are. So, um, you know, you could be saying, look, you know, we know your time is super valuable. If you join us on this you know, call whether we do business together or not, or whether you buy a franchise or not, we're going to give you three nights in Las Vegas on us. Now, these gifts, they don't include, here's the three disclaimers you would need to give a client. They don't include airfare, they don't include food and beverage, and they don't include government taxes and fees. But I'm going to take care of your hotel stay in Vegas just for us, you know, chatting. Or you might try, like others do, you use the hotel savings card, a smaller incentive and micro incentive for the micro call to action like the appointment and then when you're on the call you're saying by the way if you do uh if you do go ahead and make this and you know decide to buy the franchise get involved if you qualify if i can get you qualified for the you know investment etc cetera, etc cetera, then uh once we get forward to get you going you know i'm going to reward you with a five nights in cancun on us at a Triple A four dining resort on the beaches of Cancun or Cabo San Lucas as a reward for you and your wife after we get your business up and off the ground, you know. So you can dangle that as a carrot. How does that work? Just, just let's use that as an example. What does it cost me on my side? It costs you our monthly subscription of uh, thirty-seven dollars a month or three hundred and forty-seven dollars for the year to give away as many of these as you want. Really? Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's no cost for the unless you want to pay the activation fee for your client. So if you have a big ticket item like you do, you might want to pay the activation fee. There's an activation fee to the to the travel certificate for the complimentary hotel stays, for example. Five nights in Cancun, there's an activation fee of about $39 per night 
taxes and fees. So it's 188 bucks. You might want to for with for the profit margins that you might make, you might say, I want to I'm going to pay that. So you can fund your wallet and marketing boost and you can give the your client the complimentary stay for 200 bucks. And they have five nights, they have 18 months to use it. In some cases, there may be a resort fee due. There is in Cancun. So they would, your client would, uh, on the, when they use the trip, they would end up paying a resort fee like any other travel destination. You know, if you, if you travel with Expedia, when you check in often there's resort fees. So those might still apply. But, uh, and then of course, airfare is not included. But at the end of the day, you have a high perceived incentive to give away. There's no timeshares. There's no hoops to jump through. There's no, you know, no craziness like that to use these incentives. And um, at the end of the day, what we've figured out is we help hotels fill rooms that would otherwise go empty and convince them or have partners now that realize they're better off having someone in these rooms versus no one. They'll likely spend money at the restaurants, bars, spa, casino, gift shop, excursion desks, etc. And um, versus no one in the room at all. And so if they get that resort fee and they get other money on the property, they're generating money and we're helping fill rooms that would otherwise go empty, which means we provide 32 weeks on average out of 52 year round for the destination. So they're the only caveat to these complimentary hotel stays is they're not available Christmas week, Easter week, New Year's Eve. You know, they're not available Fourth of July, Memorial Day weekend, et cetera. They may not be available for the client's birthday. In other words, if they can be a little bit flexible, they're going to have 32 weeks of available inventory at each of the destinations we offer. Well, and, and the companies out there have 30,000 salespeople out there <laughs> selling their product through the, you know, through this incentive program. So if someone signs up for your, if I were to sign up with your program, does someone teach, is there, do you teach me how to do this or is it pretty self-explanatory? And... Two things. One, it is very self-explanatory. We do have a lot of uh, uh, video training on our platform that walks you through how to give these incentives away. And then we do provide a free one hour, a, a coaching call where we go through showing you uh, example, and we give you all kinds of templates too. We give you these uh, uh, examples of how to how to plug in these incentives to your call to action. How to dis how to uh, disclose the disclaimers, and and have them make sense that you as a as a as a franchise consultant are in the business of offering a travel incentive. How to make that make sense. That uh, you offer travel with something that's not related to travel. Obviously, these work really well for travel agents because then it's just like buy one get ones. But there's it, it can also make sense for it especially makes sense with high ticket products like yours because it when it doesn't make sense is for the online retailer who's selling fifty dollar product giving them five nights in Cancun for a fifty dollar purchase. Then it sounds too gimmicky, sounds too uh, you know too good to be true. On the other hand, if I make a $30,000 franchise investment for, uh, you know, the, I don't know, I have, I, that might be a crazy low number, but regardless of the, you know, affordable franchises that might be available, it's still $30,000. Giving me five nights in Cancun to go with that or a $100,000 investment seems like uh, a reward I deserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely a big ticket item. Um, well, oh, good. I'll go on your website to look at that, and uh, and uh, I'd love to learn how to 
see how that would work in my business. But uh, yeah, and you can book a demo on the website as well. So if you go to uh, market either one of those sites, Marketing Boost Solutions or Marketing Boost, you can book that demo without even signing up, and we'll walk you through a uh, a brainstorming call on how to use the incentives for your business. Perfect. Very good. Well, I appreciate your time. And again, we'll send you the uh, edited version of this in a couple of weeks once our marketing department gets wrapped up in that. And, if, uh, and by the way, you'll be part of the, what we call the Founder Circle. If you ever go on my website under podcast or arlerbun.com under the podcast tab, you'll see we got about 80 people up there now, founder, all founders of companies. So uh, yeah. feel free to With network. that said, I do, I, I do think your topic of uh, – I don't know how, how many of my clients might be a good a actual good prospect for you, but I'd love to get on have you on our show and talk about, you know, the, the franchises, uh, what's involved with that, what needs to be, I'm, you know, it'd be an old education for me as well. I haven't looked at any franchise opportunities in decades. So um, if you'd like to be on send, our show. Send me, send me a link or whatever I need to do to get on there. I'd be happy to do that. That'd be great. So thank you yeah. so much, sir. Very good. Have a great day. Again, nice, nice to get a chance to meet you. Thank you, Rich. Same here. Rich LeBron here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.